coming up on 5-Minute News. Sudan fighting continues on despite ceasefire. Manhunt underway for Texas gunmen despite no leads. And G7 ministers recommend risk-based AI regulation. It's Monday, May 1. I'm Anthony Davis. Rival military forces in Sudan accused each other of fresh violations of a ceasefire yesterday as their deadly conflict rumbled on for a third week despite warnings of a slide towards civil war. Hundreds of people have been killed and thousands wounded since a long-simmering power struggle between the Sudanese army and the paramilitary rapid support forces erupted into conflict on April 15. Both sides said a formal ceasefire agreement, which was due to expire at midnight, would be extended for a further 72 hours, in a move the RSF said was in response to international, regional and local calls. The army said it hoped what it called the rebels would abide by the deal, but it believed they had intended to keep up attacks. The parties have kept fighting through a series of ceasefires secured by mediators, including the United States. In an apparent bid to boost its forces, the army said on Saturday that the Central Reserve Police had begun to deploy in southern Khartoum and would be deployed gradually in other areas of the capital. Sudan's police said the force had been deployed to protect markets and property that had been subject to looting. The RSF on Saturday warned against it becoming involved in fighting. The force is a large and heavily armed division of Sudan's police force that has fighting experience from conflicts in the western region of Darfur and the Nuba Mountains in southern Sudan. In March last year, the United States imposed sanctions on the reserve police force, accusing it of using excessive force against protesters who were demonstrating against a 2021 military coup. Meanwhile, the United States has sent a Navy ship to collect citizens, two U.S. officials said, as Britain announced it had arranged an extra evacuation flight from Port Sudan on the eastern Red Sea coast today. Nearly a thousand Americans have been evacuated since the violence began. A widening manhunt for a Texas gunman who killed five neighbors continued turning up nothing yesterday as officers knocked on doors, the governor put up a $50,000 reward, and the FBI acknowledged they had zero leads after nearly two days of searching. The search for the subject has grown in scale since the Friday shooting, with more than 200 police from multiple jurisdictions searching for Francisco Oropesa many going door-to-door -door looking for the 38-year-old suspect and asking for tips. Local officials and the FBI also chipped in reward money, bringing the total to $80,000 for any information about Oropesa's whereabouts. Oropesa is considered armed and dangerous after fleeing the area on Friday night, likely on foot. Authorities had widened the search beyond the scene of the shooting, which occurred after the suspect's neighbours asked him to stop firing off rounds in his yard. The suspect responded by telling them that it was his property. Doorbell camera video captured him walking up to the front door with a rifle. Investigators found clothes and a phone while combing a rural area that includes dense layers of forest, but tracking dogs lost the scent. 
Authorities were able to identify Oropesa by an identity card issued by Mexican authorities to citizens who reside outside the country, as well as the doorbell camera footage. Police have also interviewed the suspect's wife multiple times. Police recovered an AR-15-style rifle that they said Oropesa used in the shootings, but authorities were not sure if he was carrying another weapon. The attack happened near the town of Cleveland, north of Houston, on a rural street where single-story homes sit on one-acre lots and are surrounded by a thick canopy of trees. Some residents say neighbours often unwind by firing off guns. The Group of Seven Advanced Nations should adopt risk-based regulation of artificial intelligence, their digital ministers agreed on Sunday, as European lawmakers hurry to introduce an AI Act to enforce rules on emerging tools such as ChatGDP. But such regulation should also preserve an open and enabling environment for the development of AI technologies and be based on democratic values, G7 ministers said in a joint statement issued at the end of a two-day meeting in Japan. While the ministers recognise that policy instruments to achieve the common vision and goal of trustworthy AI may vary across G7 members, the agreement sets a landmark for how major countries govern AI amid privacy concerns and security risks. Governments have especially paid attention to the popularity of generative AI tools such as ChatGDP, a chatbot developed by Microsoft-backed OpenAI that has become the fastest-growing app in history since its November launch. Italy, a G7 member, took ChatGDP offline last month to investigate its potential breach of personal data rules. While Italy lifted the ban on Friday, the move has inspired fellow European privacy regulators to launch probes. EU lawmakers on Thursday reached a preliminary agreement on a new draft of its upcoming AI Act, including copyright protection measures for generative AI, following a call for world leaders to convene a summit to control such technology. You can subscribe to the 5-Minute News Patreon for bonus videos, commentary and more. Go to patreon.com slash 5-Minute News. Hello, this is Gary Chahot welcoming you to check out the French History Podcast. Our main show covers the history of France from the first humans until present. If you liked Mike Duncan's The History of Rome and wanted a similar program covering the land of beauty, culture, and love, we are exactly that. We also host world-renowned scholars who have delivered guest episodes on their specialties, including 18th century pirates, revolutionary booksellers in 20th century Paris, the special friendship between the Marquis de Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson, and numerous others. Learn what you love and listen to the French History Podcast today.